From three guys who never had a shot, it's the Walk on Water Boys podcast with your hosts, Addison, Austin, and Clint. On this episode... Squeaky nose on him and clown hair. Hey, I'm I'm a big fan of Jeff Saturday. I hope it works out well for him. Two weeks to get ready for this game, and your game plan is reliant upon your biggest weakness on the offensive side of the ball. Welcome to the Walk On Water Voice podcast. I'm Austin, joined by Clint and no one else, which is the usual nowadays. The DCPs are back. DCPs are here, dedicated, committed, professional. Nailed it. This is episode 30. If you've made it this far, I, I don't know why, but thank you. <laughs> uh, but you know what, Clint? We'll send you a shirt in the mail. With a big X through Addison's face. So the logo. Yeah, the yeah there you go. Logo, I like big that. X through Addison's face. Exactly. <laughs> we'll put a bit, we'll put a, uh, a big red squeaky nose on him. Yeah. And a yeah. clown hair. Yeah. That's what I'm going to make those shirts. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Walk on Water Voice podcast and then the clown in the middle. Yep. Yep. And then a, a silhouette of the intern on the back saying missing. Yeah, missing. There you go. I was just saying about missing. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, uh, it's a good week for Clint. You know what? It's a good week for. I'm thinking it's a good week for a, a quick episode. It's a good week for God, country, and Notre Dame. That's what it's oh, going to be for, goodness. buddy. Oh, so we're going to devote the next sixty minutes to the <laughs> Notre Dame win over the Clemson uh, Tigers last Saturday. I could probably go on a sixty-minute breakdown of of the game and then Clemson as a whole, but we, we won't, we won't, uh, no, we won't do that. We, we won't, won't keep you that. 60 minutes either. Yeah. Uh, no. first thing we're going to start off, Clint, you sent a message to us earlier today, call of duty blog aficionado that you are Are there. Any highlights <laughs> you want to share with us? I skimmed over it again. Oh, well, I mean, obviously the biggest, uh, has to be, uh, war zone two, uh, and the new DMZ mode will be available the 16th so that is a week from today that's all uh, free all free yeah the war zone obviously war zone was huge after mw uh, 2019 blew up kind of changed call of duty's strategy going forward um war zone 2 is coming out so that'll be next week the dmz modes involved in that uh, so obviously you'll be seeing that on the, uh, Palmetto, Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association's YouTube channel. So check that out. DMZ mode war zone, and then, uh, some multiplayer news uh, that they're finally getting the, the, um, uh, I forgot the name barracks, the, you know, your stats, uh, finally getting that back into the game, uh, shoot house, the popular map from modern warfare, 2019, uh, will be coming back, and then of course Addison's favorite map, uh, shipment, 
uh, will be uh, coming back in as well. And then a couple, you know, obviously, you know, they're doing a third person battle Royale mode too. So, so uh, that, I mean, that's the highlights, but obviously you can go over there to the, um, uh, to the call of duty blog and uh, their infinity ward call of duty blog and, and check that out for a lot more details. It's, it's quite a, quite a long read. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I wanted you to give us a highlight. Yeah, those are the high, those are the main <laughs> thing for our fans would be concerned. I mean, unless you're really, I mean, if you are a true Call of Duty fan, and you listen to this podcast, you'll be interested to read, uh, read all of that. It is, it's a lot of information, but those are the highlights. And stay tuned. Uh, I know Pega has some big plans for. Oh yeah, the Call of Duty uh, as we move forward in the Call of Duty. Zone, yes right? big news yep yep yeah. so let's see what would be episode 34 episode 35 will be the final episode of season one uh so and on that final episode this season you'll hear like what you're what you're uh talking about there with a lot of big news for the for the uh pega youtube channel and what to expect with the call of duty in the off season of the walk on water boys podcast and, and and a little bit too, just a little sneak peek. They'll also with the college football video game, you'll hear a little bit of news what Pega, what direction they're going to take uh, with the the online uh, NCAA football dynasty. Awesome, yep. definitely looking forward to that. Uh, let's jump over into the NFL. Uh, here we are, week nine. Some exciting things coming Colts, up this yeah, week. Colts fire Colts. their head coach. Colts fire their head coach, replaced by Jeff Saturday. I mean, could you get a more? I mean, just makes sense. Didn't catch anybody off guard. I mean, proven, proven coach, proven coach. I mean, he He got the track record. A prep school, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jim Irsay was like, "How is this guy available?" I mean, I got to go get him. I mean, we're lucky he was available. We got to go get this guy. I saw a bunch of memes of uh, Jeff Saturday. Like, I'll put in my application. What they called? What? <laughs> and then, like, uh, the one I saw today was um, Henry Winkler in the Water Boy when he's like trying to determine what plays to run. Yeah. <laughs> he's just being crazy. He's like, "We're gonna do," this. you know. So yeah, that's like hey. uh, London Fletcher. He tweeted out his like his stats from NFL. And then I'm also a radio analyst for the Washington Commanders. And, oh, yeah, I volunteer for such and such middle school or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jeff Saturday. I hope it works out well for him. That, wouldn't um, that but, be crazy if they go on, like, this long winning streak yeah. and now he's the new head coach? That, no coaching experience. That's the dream. <laughs> that's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. Uh, speaking of coaching changes – uh, the three and six Arizona Cardinals with that loss to the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of speculation. Cliff Kingsbury's out after, uh, know, if not man. the end of the season, but sooner. Who knows? I don't know, man. I mean, maybe, maybe so. I mean, but his offense can score. I think really, he, I don't, honestly, I don't know what the problem is there because they got plenty of talent. They just can't. Maybe it is him. I mean, maybe they just, I like Cliff Kingsbury. I, I do think too. He goes back to college and lands a premier coaching offensive job. coordinator job at no. Clemson. I think that's. <laughs> I think Dabo's already called him. Said, "Listen, you you've already so? got Nuke. You got DeAndre Hopkins playing for you. You got Isaiah Simmons on the defensive side of the ball. Trayvon Mullen in the secondary. Come on, come on, come on to Clemson and and be our OC next year. Yeah, that will be <laughs> something. 
that would be something. <laughs> but uh, Hard Knocks premieres this week in Arizona or with tonight. Arizona yeah, premieres tonight. tonight. Yeah. So tonight. it'll be interesting to follow the Hard Knocks season and if we get to see another coaching firing. Uh, I think they did that with. Oh, I just had Jeff Fisher. Jeff oh yeah, Fisher that's right. Fired. I forgot with the Rams. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Fisher was let go. That. Yep. Good decision so, there, eh? I, <laughs> uh, Jeff Fisher was let go. I think this this may be the second termination of a head coach on. Yeah, I'm on a big Cliff, I'm a big Cliff Kingsbury fan. So I like him, man. I like he him. he won't he won't uh he'll get a job pretty quickly, I believe. Whether it's in the NFL as an OC or or uh, a maybe head a struggling Texas A and M. Ooh, there that there you go, Austin. That is so you a very light up interesting. some. You, you can see those Aggies with a big offense coming soon. Uh, I mean, they got. got the money; they can afford to pay Jimbo Fisher sixty million or whatever his buyout is probably is, and then Cliff Kinsbury because he's not going. He's going to be uh, he's going to be expensive. Yeah, he will. So that's what's up in the NFL. Not much, as you know, we don't really talk about much NFL here, but we will get into our eliminator picks. I mean, we've got to talk. Well, can we talk about your Falcons? How they lost? Uh, yeah. <laughs> funny story. So we're just, sitting there just watching break the down game. that play. That's the funny story. We're we're watching the game. Uh, and it's the fourth quarter. Falcons are ahead. Dad pauses the TV. I go. I went over my parents, kids, and I went over there to watch the game with them. Mm-hmm. He pauses the TV because we were we were smoking a butt on the grill, mm-hmm. and he had to run to the grocery store and get something. So he pauses the game. Mm. Addison's there at this point. And so we're sitting there and my mother looks up the score on the oh, on her phone. Yes. And she was like, oh, we're not watching this and turns the TV. Oh, it was paused. Uh, it wasn't recorded. It was Paul. Oh, wow. And dad gets back and the TV's now on. You know, the kids have taken over the TV now. So, you know, Nickelodeon or whatever's on TV. He's like, what happened to the game? Oh, they lost, Rodney. It's, you know, <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> we didn't even get to see the ending. My oh, mother was just like, it's over. They lost. Turn the TV. Why would we sit here and watch the last 30 minutes of this game? They're going to lose. So I was watching the game with Captain Provisional. Mm. Oh. And, <laughs> and uh, all we could do was laugh. I mean, that's really all we could do. I mean, that just like it was just so unbelievable that that's how they lost that game. Uh, yeah. That I mean, so so nobody knows. So for those that don't know, they were playing the Chargers. The Chargers had the ball. Was it tied? I believe it was tied. Correct. I, I don't know. Was, I didn't get to watch it. No, no. I think the Chargers were down. Yeah, they were down, and all they, they needed was a field goal to win. They just needed a field goal to win. Chargers had the ball. They drove down easily in field goal range, and they fumble. And the Falcons guy picks it up, and he runs it down. No, it was tied because the Falcons could have got in field goal range. The Falcons could have got in field goal range to tie, but the defender that picks up the Chargers fumble. He runs maybe 20 yards, nobody near him, and just fumbles the ball. No Chargers player within 10 yards of him, and the ball just comes flying out of his hands. Nah. The Chargers recover, get the ball back, run a couple plays, and kick the game-winning field goal. It was it was insanity. But then my commanders gave up a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and lost. So 
Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, maybe we should find us some new NFL teams. Awesome. Maybe we should. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Draw a name out of a hat and start pulling for him. Oh man, maybe we find somebody. Yeah, let's get let's let's go to a winning franchise. Yeah. yeah, I don't even care if it's a winning franchise. Just a franchise that's doesn't have the worst owner in the league and doesn't find incredible ways to lose games like the Falcons yeah. do. <laughs> oh man! All right, well let's look at our picks this week or or last week. Why don't you give us a recap of our last week? All right, so I I almost went with the Chargers. Yeah, but then you thought they were in San Diego and you changed your mind. Um, yeah, reliving the glory days, yeah, Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers, yeah. Uh, so NFL Eliminator update: Addison and I both got the win last week. Uh, go, we both went with the Eagles. They got the win on Thursday night. That moves Addison to four and five on the season, four points. Uh, that moves me to five and four. Look at that, five in a row. I've won five points for me, and then Austin, you, your lead is shrunk drastically over the last few weeks and you're now at six and three after the loss after the Packers pick sitting there with six points so it's it's close it's close and then uh oh, what a run I've had you had a good run but uh I'm on a hot streak now I got we're um, gonna get back on track this week because I got Miami over Cleveland you're taking the Dolphins over your beloved Browns yeah. what are you doing the Browns you know, it's just not the it's not the same as it used to be in Cleveland yeah it's just yeah that's true we miss, uh, <laughs> miss Baker Yep. So, so do we have Addison's pick? Addison the, is going with the Kansas City Chiefs over Chiefs. Jacksonville. He's going with the Chiefs. Okay, and then I'm going to go with the Giants at home, taking on the Texans. What a what a sorry pick you have. That's a pretty good one at home. It's I like easy, that one. man. Easy. I like it. I've been picking against the Texans quite a bit here lately. So, well, that's a good thing for you. <laughs> so, so I've kind of been fighting with. Just whoever's find out playing who the Texans. Playing. Yep. Yep. Whoever's playing the Texans. And then the last week, the Texans will be playing a team that's resting everybody for the playoffs. And then I'll pick the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> well, such is life. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into college football the week that was week 10. So, like so we said, it's been a good episode, Austin. So I'm going to go ahead and step out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll recap it. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. We'll recap it. Number 23, Oregon State fell to Washington, 24 to 21. That was a, a fun game to watch. That was on Friday night. Uh, let's see. Saturday, Georgia defeats Tennessee convincingly. Mm, yep. 27 to 13. Ohio State stumbles uh, and somehow pulls out a win, 21 to 7 over the one and one and eight North, Northwestern uh, Northwestern team. Northwestern has not won a game this year in North America. <laughs> <laughs> what a good stat. <laughs> yeah. What a good stat. Yep. Hey, that's what, that's what you can hear here at the walk on water boys podcast stats like that. The fighting Irish of Notre Dame, 35 Clemson tigers, 14. Hmm. Hmm. 35-14. I just wanted to reiterate that. <laughs> I, I'm glad we've recorded this episode. What? Three nights? Gave you a chance to decompress. Three nights. Settle take, down. take a deep breath. Relax a little bit. Kind of get collect my thoughts. And, and now I'm, you know, I'm ready to, to uh, I mean, discuss it. 
you know, if you want to discuss it. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, Michigan, 52 over Rutgers, 17. I sent a funny meme out. Yeah, they were losing at halftime, which I didn't even realize. I saw the score, and then you sent that out, and I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, this is a a picture of Tony Soprano and a couple other guys from – from the Sopranos, and it says in all or inarticulate uh, Italian noises. Yeah, as Rutgers was was beaten oh, Michigan there for a second. Another so they big didn't even score. Up. They didn't score in the second half. Seventeen? Uh, did they have fourteen in the first half? I don't remember. What, I thought they were they up seventeen, 17 to fourteen. Yeah, they might have been, and they lost fifty something to seventeen or something. Yeah, like fifty-two to seventeen. Yeah. Another shakeup in the top five, top ten. Alabama loses to LSU 32-31 in yep. overtime. Yep, in overtime. Brian Kelly makes the decision to go for two. Gets the win. Oh my God, Brian Your man, Brian Kelly. It's okay. That's all there ever be is to the top five. The team that beats Alabama season. every year? No, well, maybe, but they won't <laughs> go any further. TCU wins a, a, a relatively tight game against Texas Tech, 34-24. Oregon wins. USC beats Cal 41 to 35. Let's see. Just going through. Are there any other main? I think big, you oh, Texas. On. Texas beat Kansas State. Yeah, Texas getting the win over K-State. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't think there was any. I mean, South Carolina getting the win over Randy. South Coastal, Carolina Coastal got the win over App State. Um, yeah, I'm not really. Oh, Pitt, Pitt, Pittsburgh beat Syracuse. Yeah, Pitt beat Syracuse, Syracuse on a on a decline. Yeah, they've got, Clemson broke Syracuse. I, they haven't won a game since. Right. Yeah, they have not won. They have not won a game since. They've lost three in a row now. The North Carolina State Wake Forest game did not disappoint. NC State ended up getting the win, thirty two twenty one. Yep. So that takes care of those Week Ten top games that we paid attention to. Uh, like Clint pointed out, Carolina did beat Vanderbilt. The game was not a, it not a close game. Uh, the final score was 38-27, but it definitely was more one-sided than that. Mm-hmm. You know, we they beat the team they were supposed to beat, so I'm happy about it. Bowl that eligible, place. right? Huh? Bowl eligible, right? Bowl eligible. Yep. Six wins. There you go. Uh, you know, they're right where we thought they'd be right now. Yep. In the season. Yep. Exactly so right. they're, they're on pace next week uh, or this week. Excuse me. They, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Clint, yeah. I, I don't have much to say about the Carolina game because it was Vandy, the worst, one of the worst teams in the world over the past decade. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to talk about the beautiful organization that is Notre Dame football and the matchup against Clemson? So I, before I get into Clemson loss, and, and I'll try to keep it, you know, brief. Uh, but I do want to bring up uh, the Georgia Tennessee. That I called game. this game? That I called well, it? Well, yeah. So before I give you credit, I'm going to give myself – of course, I don't think you saw that coming, but I'm going to give myself credit. Uh, the Georgia-Tennessee game uh, last week, I said that in order for Georgia to win this game, the first quarter was what was going to determine it. How Georgia was going to come out and affect Tennessee in the first quarter – and that's exactly what it was. Georgia Tennessee came just out, looked lost. Yeah, Georgia came out, shut down that Tennessee offense. Tennessee felt the pressure. Georgia went up 14-3. Uh, 
you can might as well say 21 to three because they scored a touchdown right there at the first 30 seconds of the second quarter. Uh, I mean, they had Tennessee rattled right off the bat, and that was it. That was ball game. I mean, Tennessee hadn't dealt with that all season, and that first quarter made the difference in that ball game uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs getting that win. Uh, so now the Clemson game, I'm going to ask you a question here. Which one do you want me to start with? Because I'm going to try to touch on both briefly. Uh, Clemson coaching staff. Do you want me to start on just the game? Or do you want me to start big pic- big picture? Let's just go with the game first. Let's, okay, let's, let's go with the game first. Okay, so small potatoes first. So, yeah, so so Clemson, I was confident going into the game. Obviously, like most Clemson fans were, I was uh, confident going to the game as well. Yeah. So, but then I saw the game plan, and if you've been watching Clemson all season, and really in the past two seasons. Their one of their biggest weaknesses has been blocking on the perimeter, relying on their wide receivers to block. Uh, and whether that's you know tosses to the outside for the running back, little flare outs to the running back, screens, whatever that requires the receiver to block on the perimeter. That's been a major issue for them the last couple of seasons, and especially this season. Well, that was their game plan. That was their game plan going into this game. You had two weeks, you had a bye week. Two weeks to get ready for this game, and your game plan is reliant upon your biggest weakness on the offensive side of the ball. Huge problem. Now, obviously, they had no success. On the first possession, we know what happened. The announcers wanted to give Notre Dame all this credit for blocking the punt, but if you watch it, literally – Austin and I could have blocked that punt because the up man literally let a guy walk right past him in the middle, and he just blocked him. He just blocked the punt. But obviously that got momentum all in the fighting Irish's hands, and it just spiraled out of control after that. Clemson's defense looked good at times, but then they just got physically manhandled manhandled starting at that last possession of the first half for the Irish. They just imposed their will. They I'd say that was will. a dominating performance by the the Notre Dame offensive line. Oh yeah, they imposed especially their will. especially second half, but the first half not 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 too bad either. No, not too bad either. I mean, the quarterback. I said last week if the quarterback had to complete or throw, I don't remember how I worded it, but twenty five passes or more, Notre Dame was going to lose the game. Well, he completed nine of seventeen. He didn't even have to have to do hardly anything. He just handed it off to the running back, but. I mean the defense because we got, had the favor of the Lord. Yeah, the defense the defense got manhandled and the offensive staff failed. They had two weeks to prepare and they just flat out failed. And hey Clint, why don't you give me a big picture how things are looking in Death Valley? All right. So big picture. So this is what I was about to transition to. The staff failed DJ. I feel bad for DJ. DJ did not play I tell well. You one one thing that I've noticed, you have become a DJU apologist. I've seen it all year. Well, no, well, he did not play well, but the problem I have is it's like the coaching staff doesn't understand this dude's strengths. I'm gonna I'm gonna hack into your Twitter bio and put that up top. DJ Ugalalele apologist. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm admitting he did not play well. He made mistakes. There were times where he didn't move in the pocket like he needed to. There were times he was lethargic like he was last season. There was time where he was slow to come off of his first read. But overall, the game plan did not play to his strengths. He's a downfield passer, vertical passer, seam routes, deep post. You know, those are the type of passing routes, passing scheme that he needs to be successful. And it's funny because they showed the highlight of his freshman year when he lit it up against the Fighting Irish, set the all-time passing record for an opponent in South Bend. And you saw yeah, what we've, all those we've routes, heard about that. We heard about that yeah, last week. You saw, we, we, you, know. well, you saw what all those routes were. They were all down the field passing. And they came into this game with let's go sideline to sideline and rely on our wide receivers to camp block. So it's just took the a coaches, cue out of that Marcus Satterfield play. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The coaches completely let this team down, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Now that's going to bring me to big picture. As a Clemson fan, that I will say, and I feel like I can say this with certainty. I am not a, obviously a college football coach or a coach, but I understand football enough to notice that the past few seasons, the offensive started, has started to trend in a direction where they make it harder on themselves. They, it's like they, 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 instead of going out and imposing your will and doing what you do on offense, they're so worried about say, oh, well, the defense is going to let's, let's do this over here instead of going out and doing what they need to do to be successful. There's been question marks, like I said, at wide receiver play, uh, question marks well, now with two weeks to prepare, and that's the game plan you come out with. It's just the question now is, does Dabo make a change? Because, yes, Brandon Streeter's in his first year as offensive coordinator, but he's been on the staff since 2014, 2015, I believe. He's been on that staff. This is still the same offense they've had. Now, obviously, he's put his own spin on things, but he's still the play caller. He's the offensive coordinator. He's putting the game plan together. And so, therefore, he's got to take responsibility for it. The question is, use two big questions. As a Clemson fan, a real Clemson fan, you should not be questioning whether Dabo is going to make the right move or not because he's shown in the past he's going to make the right move. Now, will he make adjustments to his current staff, maybe bring Jeff Scott in, who now has been fired from South Florida, kind of saw that coming this season? Uh, because when the offense was at its best, when they were winning national championships, Obviously, you had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, uh, but Jeff Scott was on the staff and he was co-offensive coordinator. And Jeff Scott, since who left, lost Jalen Hyatt to Tennessee, well, I don't think he good. lost. I oh, I put it all on Jeff Scott. They didn't. I, they didn't even offer him. I don't believe. Um, so the, but basically, since he's left, the offense has started to trend down. I mean, the offense has not not doing what it once was. So do they go out and does he bring someone in to kind of just get a new idea in there, a new scheme, rebuild this thing from the ground up, or does he stay in-house, maybe bring Jeff Scott back in, move some, move some personnel around on the staff, 
and and kind of get back to where they were when Jeff Scott was there. I mean, but that that being said, let's also be fair. In the history of college football dynasties, this happens. This will yeah. happen. Yeah. You look at Alabama. You know, it's it's about time. And and right now, Clemson is still top tier. Yeah, they're, they're still near, in, they're still in the top back, echelon right? of college. Absolutely. Football. But I mean, this happens eventually it was going to happen. And we saw some last year, right? We, we talked about it. We said, Hey, this is kind of the, we think it might be heading this direction. And obviously here we go. We're we're, we're really, it goes, it goes back to the season where they lost to LSU in the national championship game. That's when you started noticing. Well, why are they, well, watching those games that season, you were seeing, man, they're really making it hard on Trevor Lawrence. This, yeah. I was like, this is not a quarterback-friendly system. And then you play LSU in the national championship game, and you're like, look how friendly this system is for Joe Burrow, a super-friendly quarterback system. And you're like, man, Clemson makes it so hard on themselves. They got a generational-type quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, and they can't do what LSU's doing on offense. So, I mean, it's... And it's gotten worse ever since then. Yeah, and and now we see where where Dabo has the the ability. He has the the. It's now right. It's now yeah. when you make those moves yeah. and you become. Hey, we're still top five. We're still top team, top yeah. ten program moving forward. Yeah. Or do you slide back and you fall off like say USC, Texas yeah. have done right. Yeah, or do you maintain yeah. it with with Alabama, right? That top five year after year. Yeah, you're after exactly year, right. right. You're exactly right. So, uh, yeah, I'm very anxious to see. It's going it to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which way it goes. Who knows? I don't see it happening, but who knows? They may come out the next three weeks and just catch fire. Right. I mean, it may happen. Um, I don't believe it because I think I've seen enough proof. Um, for now, for about three years, but. We'll see. It'll be it'll definitely be interesting to watch, especially as a Clemson fan. All right. Well, let's look at the top six college football playoff rankings. I'll give you our top six first. After last week, we have Georgia at number one, Ohio State at two, Michigan moves to spot number three, Tennessee. Whew, almost messed up that word. Mm-hmm. Tennessee stays in the top four at number four. TCU slides into five and Oregon cracks the top six mm-hmm. at number six. Looking at the college football playoff ranking, we are on point UGA, Ohio State, Michigan. Here's where we differ. We had Tennessee at number four. CFP rankings have Tennessee at five and TCU at four. And then we both have Oregon at number six. So any debate from you, Clint, on the Tennessee TCU? I'm glad to see, see TCU get to the four spot. But the problem I have is you had Alabama ahead of TCU after losing to Tennessee the last week. Exactly. Tennessee loses to Georgia. Now why all of a sudden would you jump TCU? That's what didn't make sense to me. I, I don't understand why would you have TCU behind Bama last week, a one-loss Bama. But then now you're going to jump them over a one-loss Tennessee, and I, that's I, why I, I came with. And, and you and I both we submitted our top six yeah. the way we have it here with Tennessee at four and TCU at five. I agree 100 percent with you. Uh, yeah, let's I, see. I, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm glad to see TCU there, but I just 
I don't understand how they validate based off what they did the previous week. All right, well, let's move into next week of college football. Looking at the schedule real quick. Friday night, you got a USC versus Colorado matchup, which will be a snooze fest, which yes. most of the games out west have been. Yep. Saturday at noon, Ohio State takes on Indiana. 12 noon, you got Tennessee taking on Missouri. LSU at Arkansas. Notre Dame at Navy. Shouldn't Battle be a for problem. the golden boot. Shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't be a problem. Golden boot. You remember that one, don't you? LSU yeah, Arkansas. Uh, that just, was a big rivalry you know, game with me and the Bear on our old dynasty back on the oh PlayStation boy. 2, the golden boot. Yeah, those, those were the good old days. Yep. Vanderbilt travels to Kentucky. Oh, Oklahoma will go to West Virginia. Looking through the other matchups here, trying to find something interesting. Neil Brown may be getting fired. If they lose I, that, I, if I they lose that game, yeah. I think Neil Brown's out. I read an article this morning about that. Uh, Nebraska at Michigan at 3.30. Alabama at Ole Miss. That's an interesting game. That's a big game. That is going to be a big one. That's on CBS at 3.30. Louisville goes to Clemson. Maryland at Penn State. BC at North Carolina State. Another top 25 matchup. UCF number 22 at number 17. A quietly moving two lane. Yep. Yep. It's low time. And then right so that's <laughs> Georgia and Mississippi State. Top 25 matchup. 25 Washington goes to number six, Oregon. And then we have the South Carolina and Florida matchup. Mm. Clint, I doubt you have much to say about Clemson and no, it's not, well, I Louisville. pretty much already said it. It's going to be interesting to see how this team comes out and play Saturday. Plain and simple. Very interesting to see, see how they come out. Is the defense going to be physical? Is the defense going to live up finally to their rating and what was expected of them? And how does the offense, how does the offense look? Because right now, after that game, DJ Obviously, there's question marks to see trending back towards what he looked like last year, and Cade's not ready. Cade Klubnik is not ready. So, it'll be interesting. Carolina travels down to the Swamp to take on the Florida Gators. Billy Napier's got Florida, I think, headed in the right direction. We talked preseason. Oh, yeah. If Carolina's going to beat Florida in the next four or five years, this is the year to do it. Yeah. Uh, Florida picked up some steam last week. They had an excellent second half against Texas A&M, especially defensively. I think it's going to come down to, as as usual, defense to play for Carolina, right? We can't do yeah. anything on offense. Are we going to be able to stop uh, Anthony Richards and that Florida offense, wh- who has put up successful and yeah. you know Trevor good ETN. numbers so far? Trevor yeah. Etienne, Travis they put up good brother. numbers. You gotta hope. You you gotta hope that. Marshawn Lloyd is back and healthy and able to touch the ball and get some carries because I just I, I don't see us beating Florida without that little bit of spark on offense. And we haven't seen it anywhere else, right? Yep. So that'll be a good a good matchup. Like we said, Carolina is bowl eligible. Florida is one and four in SEC play. And I believe four and four overall. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, again, Billy Napier, he's, he's got him on the right path. Yeah. He's got it. He's, he's, he's still building. He's still laying the foundation to what I believe is going to be great things. Yeah. They uh, had the huge win against Utah in yep. the first week of the, of the season, right? Number yeah, seven, Utah. Utah is still kicking themselves over that one. Cause if they win yeah. that game they're I mean, they're, they're still, they're still got a chance to win the pac 12. Pac 12 takes the two highest ranked teams. And right now with the tiebreakers, I think it would be Oregon and Utah. I believe with the tiebreakers. I, I haven't looked into the yeah, tiebreakers. I, I think yeah. that's the yeah. So it, it, it should be a good matchup. The fact that it's in Florida and Marshawn Lord coming off of injury, if he's able to play at full strength, I worry about a lot. Did you just say Marshawn Lord? Lloyd? <laughs> I said Marshawn Lord. I mean, you really think highly of this guy. Dude, hey, he's he definitely needs on. to be back. <laughs> he's all we got on offense. So at last check, Marshawn Lloyd. Lloyd is day to day. Lloyd, Lloyd. <laughs> Catch him stamped up stamp. <laughs> oh, gosh. Cam Smith is also under the weather, but hopefully he should be fine by Florida, Florida game time. Oh, you threw me off. You threw me <laughs> off. I don't even know where I am right now. Uh, all right, let's move over to beat the bookie. Clint, you got our updates from last week? I do. I do. Uh, A horrible Addison, week. Addison for you, yes. Uh, Addison goes one and one. He is still in the lead at eight and 12 on the season. I go one and one. I have now taken over sole possession of second place after going one and one. I'm now seven and 13 on the season. And then how the mighty have fallen. Austin, who's been pretty much leading beat the bookie all season, has now dropped all the way back to third place after going 0 and 2, now sitting at 6 and 14. Again, I'm just going to, I'm going to go to the, the school of thought that Addison has and just in a rush open my phone. Who's, who's playing? Oh, uh, UCF. I'll go with them. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, that's what I'm going to start doing because it seems to work out for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's working out so far. The past few weeks, it definitely has. It has. Yep. Speaking of Addison, since he's not here, uh, his lock is LSU, favored by three points against Arkansas. His upset will be UCF. Mm-hmm. Who I looked at that one? Yeah, will be playing Tulane. Yep. And the spread one. is only one and a half. Yep. Yeah, I looked at that. I consider that. I consider that one. So I also have uh, number seven LSU. Uh, as my lock, bringing home the golden boot over the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's my lock. And then for my upset, I've got in a surprise, this kind of makes you like, what does Vegas know? Uh, In a surprise upset based off the spread, I've got number 15 North Carolina plus three and a half in Winston-Salem taking on the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, LSU pick over Arkansas. I'll be damned if I ever pick a Brian Kelly team. I was about to say, there's no way you're going to copy us on that one. I got Illinois favored by six and a half over Purdue. Fighting the line. Bounce back, eh? Bounce back. Fighting the line. They got it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, My upset is Miami down one and a half points, Georgia Tech. So that's that's, pretty good. That's going to be – I think that's going to be a close game. But in the end, I think Miami pulls it out. 
Yeah, Miami just needs to get a win. It feels like they've been spiraling out of control the past few weeks. Agreed. Agreed. All right, that does it for Beat the Bookie. Let's now move into our college football draft. Clint, once again, I will give you the honors and giving the updates. All right, so this is also the draft order. Once again, Addison will be first this week. He's got a current roster of Tennessee, Kansas State, and Oregon. I've got Clemson, Michigan, and TCU. Austin has Ohio State, Georgia, and Ole Miss. So Addison's first on the board, Tennessee, Kansas State, Oregon. He is dropping K-State and going with his beloved USC Trojans. Okay. Uh, so that moves on to me. I've got Clemson, Michigan, TCU. I'll obviously be dropping my Clemson Tigers. And I was going to take USC, uh, but I'm going to go with LSU. I'm going to go with LSU as my uh, third team. Fair enough. So that brings it to you, Austin, who Ohio State, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Ole Miss, obviously, with the big matchup against Alabama this week. Wait a minute. Did you say I have Ohio State and Georgia? You mean the number one and two teams in the nation? That is that is correct, sir. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I'll go ahead and drop Ole Miss and pick up North Carolina. Hmm. There you go. Going off the off the board. Yeah, I had U UCLA, and I'm like, they're obviously not getting any respect. There's, right, I just don't see UCLA. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go LSU. So all right. So to North recap, North Carolina we, with a wild shot at cracking yeah, the top they do. six. They do. They do. And finally, it can I've happen. Been saying it it for, can happen. I've been saying it for what three weeks now that that North Carolina's quarterback needs to be getting needs to be talked about in the Heisman conversation. You have Drew finally Drew, Drew May. Something may. Dave I can't may. Even, we can't even maybe we should get his name right. We probably should. We probably should. But anyways, I've been saying it for about a month now, and he's finally getting some recognition. People are still saying CJ Stroud, but look at the numbers, man. Look at the numbers. This guy's got better numbers than CJ Stroud. Drake May. Drake May. There you Champagne go. Poppy May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so recap, Addison now has Tennessee, USC, and Oregon. I've got, who do I have? Michigan, TCU, and LSU. Austin has Ohio State, Georgia, and North Carolina. All right. Well, that about does it for me. Clint, you got anything else you want to tell our lovely listeners? No, no. Like I said, uh, we're we're winding down here with season one. So our final episode will be conference championship week. Uh, so that week we'll be able to give you the results of our beat the bookie on the season. And then uh, obviously on Twitter, you'll follow along with us for the eliminator and uh, college football team draft. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Things are winding down here, getting to the end of the season. Only three more regular season games to go. College basketball. We'll talk college basketball next week as the season gets into full yeah, swing. Yeah, Clemson won their first game. Clemson, yep. South Carolina play already. They're playing Friday night in Columbia, which is crazy that they're playing this early in the season. You Not sure go? how I feel about that. but You, you want to go and get us tickets? Get us tickets, man. We'll go. Okay. I will call you tomorrow with tickets. Yeah, call me tomorrow. Call me tomorrow, yeah. Will you? Don't. don't I mean, do don't let me get tickets so you not go. Yeah, I mean, let me know you got the tickets, and then I'll make out to make arrangements so we can go. Okay. All right. Don't, dude. Don't. I'm I not, your, dude. If you uh, give me tickets, I'll go. I'm. A, I gotta call your wife. I gotta call I gotta your call, wife. I gotta listen. call out my cousin on this. 
because he usually invites me to the uh, to the uh, Clemson South Carolina basketball game when it's in Columbia, but but uh, I didn't get the invitation this year. He's taking Ouch. his mom and his sister, so I guess I'll guess Ouch. I'll let that slide. I guess I'll let that slide. Yeah, we'll see how you stack up. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll take my cousin. Come on, buddy. There you go. There you go. I like to tell that. Yeah, let me know, man. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Seven I'll uh, I'll give you a call tomorrow. All right. Okay. Well, that's it for a uh, couple couple of DCPs. Yeah, DCPs, man. Couple DCPs, me and Clint. Thanks for joining. Look at the Twitter, social media crap, all that stuff. Go ahead, take a look <laughs> at it. You know, you get time. Yeah, no at pressure. Welcome no Water pressure. Boys. Yep. No pressure. No pressure. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Clint Austin. We'll see you later. Walk on Water Boys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Water Boys.